and I could even spit out some theories that'll that'll get your podcast banned. You know, like they're yeah. like we can't talk about that right now. But it's I think that's also part of the challenge is navigating so many ideas and so many possibilities. Whether you're wearing, you know, you view people as wearing a tinfoil hat or you're going in a complete opposite direction. There's so many ideas and, and competing opinions out there in so many different areas. It could become overwhelming if you're not practiced at having a true core sense of self. And yeah. I think the most important thing to practice is in the midst of all this to try to be as calm and confident and, and trusting in yourself as possible in the face mm-hmm. of it all. Because that's how you weather the storm. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Classes in session, about to learn a lesson in the game. We embrace the pain, take it and we make some change. Without scarcity, I don't know where I'll be. It's how we learn and now it's your turn. Let's get it. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Welcome to University of Adversity. If this is your first time, welcome to the family. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today's conversation was a great one. As always, I always feel so inspired and lit up after these conversations. And I guess it's just the nature of the topics that we, we discuss. It always ends up making me feel so much better and it always builds these new relationships, which I really encourage everybody during this time is to really look at where you can cultivate new relationships and where you can plant seeds because this is the perfect time for that to happen. You don't know where these things will happen down, what will happen down the road. So I encourage you to really go out and, and, and try and build new relationships right now while people have the time. For myself, I'm just doing what I'm doing. I'm continuing to keep consistent with what I'm doing. And I just am blessed to be able to connect with people. So today's conversation, today's guest, he lost what he describes as about 90% of his life in less than one week when his girlfriend of three years broke up with him over a text message. Man, that's the worst. Just days after he was forced to close his business, which was also failing. It was one of the challenging moments of his life. But he made a decision to use mindset exercises related to the law of attraction to pull himself out of his rut and overcome all of it. Within three months, he was in a happy, healthier relationship. And within four months, he was making more money at any point of his life than he was before. And within six months, everything in his life turned around. 10 years later, he's finally teaching the techniques he used to pull himself back with his number one best-selling book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need. So this was a cool conversation. We really just, just jammed and talked about just life in general. And we started talking about how law of attraction is and different perspectives of it. And, you know, the different things that you need to do in order to, to really maximize it. And having a book like this that Andrew's got is really cool because it's the practical side of the law of attraction that people miss. And I really believe that when you can get the practical side of the law of attraction, right? coupled with the visualization, laser focus part of it, if you combine those two, that's how things happen. That's how you manifest, right? That's how things get created. But it doesn't just happen from sitting there and wishing for stuff. You got to put work in. So we had a great conversation. We talked about just really where we're both at and 
I, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. So I urge you guys to listen to this right till the end. There's a lot of golden nuggets in there. And as always, leave us a review at the end if you can. Take a screenshot, share it with a friend. Let us know what you think about the show. And as always, hit that subscribe button. It's free on iTunes just so that you can stay on top of all the episodes. So without further ado, Andrew Kaplan coming right up. Andrew, what's happening, man? How are you? I'm good, Lance. Really, uh, really good to talk to you, man. How's things going by your end? Yeah, really good, man. Well, considering what's going on in the world, I mean, I'm making the best of it, you know, controlling what I can control. There's no doubt it's a strange times right now, man. But, Without uh, a doubt. What are you, uh, what's your thoughts about all this? Well, oh man, I could probably talk for three hours because there's, there's so many ways of looking at this. I, I think there's a recognition that some people are, are in a real bind and there's not much for them to do. And by that same token, I think there's other people where there's a lot that they can do for themselves and they don't see it. And then, of course, you've got people that are a little bit more glass half full and they realize that despite how crazy things are, they can do something for themselves and they are actually taking action and helping others along the way. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not going to ascribe to the theory that it's all about perspective, but I think perspective is a huge piece of this puzzle, depending on who you are and what your situation might be. Yeah, it is all perspective, right? I mean, if you... If you want to, if you want to play victim during all this, you, def, you definitely can, you know. Or if you want to use this time to go inward and really focus on the things at home that maybe don't get focused on enough. Mm -hmm. Without you know, a doubt, you know the the opportunity to connect with people in your if you you know got a family, which a lot of people don't usually get to do as much often, is connect with the family, do things you know, read, go within, man. I mean, it's your opportunity and you either, if this is your time to be quiet and, and let yourself process things and slow down, then this, that's a great time as well. Not everybody has to take up side hustles. Not everybody has to go do these things that everybody's saying. It's like, well, what's right for you? If you have a really busy life, maybe this is a good time to quiet down, you know? Yeah. And it, it really depends on where you're at. That's my opinion. I'm, I'm with you, man. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, and just as this is the case where, you know, you don't want to automatically go into a side hustle for the sake of it. If you're already in your side hustle and you're panicking because your business is about to, to go, you know, in the wrong direction. I mean, for me, and this isn't bragging, it's just the way it is. March was my best month to date in my business. Yeah. And a huge part of that I attribute is I made some adjustments. I'm like, okay, let's change a price here and let's change how much I'm interacting with people and let me try to serve a little bit more. And I can't tell you, I can't attribute what specifically led to what and, and say, okay, this is the reason why it's bigger. But I do know those combination of moves made a huge difference. Whereas just, you know, sitting on my hands and worrying would have gotten me nowhere. I'm the same, like things are actually growing for me as well at this time. And I just, yeah, I think... It's depending on everybody's in a different situation. Mm -hmm. you know? And if, if now's the time you got to hustle because of the circumstances, well, then you got to kind of know that. But it's also exciting because it is a time where you can do that. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, my, my biggest thing is focus on what you can control. You know, you can control what you consume through media, you can control what you put in your body, you can control how you're, you know, stacking your immune system. There's a lot of things physically, emotionally, spiritually that you can really 
really stack in your favor mm. you know, to give yourself the best opportunity. So, yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people will agree, you know, practicing on your focus and meditation fuels your physical, your physicality and your immunity. So totally. it's, it's kind of like, it's a, you know, it's a holistic situation where one thing will bleed into another in a good or a bad way. So you might as well do everything you can positive to whatever measure that you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dude. So let's, uh, let's, let's take it back. What's your, I want to hear a little bit about your backstory for those that are just getting to know you now. Walk us through a bit of your journey and maybe um, growing up during, you know, when you're a young teenager, what was the biggest struggle you faced that had the biggest, that most impact on your life? Well, the funny thing is the, the growing up part didn't, it's like, I didn't have a huge setback until I was already an adult. The growing up part, I had this stuck identity of being average, meaning I never had it too bad and I never had it too good. And I don't even know where that idea came from. I could just kind of like look back in time. And I remember kind of like looking at my, my classmates around me, just like, okay, well, I'm going to get an A minus. I'm not going to get an A because I'm not the head of the class, but I'm not getting a D because I'm not the, the least, you know, capable one in the room. For some, whatever reason, I just always had this fixed identity of just being another average person, always kind of like fitting into a groove, never standing out, never being anything special. And like I was inspired growing up. I wanted to be a self-taught, I was, I was a self-taught artist. I wanted to be a huge comic book artist because when I was growing up, uh, these guys that created Image Comics became self-made millionaires through their artwork. And for me, it really appealed to me that someone could take something creative and rather than like work a hard job or, or try to hustle your way through, they just like enjoyed and loved what they did. And that brought them millions of dollars. So that was kind of the scope that I was viewing life through at that point. And I took that into my first business right out of college where I tried to start a comic strip that I wanted to make like the next Garfield. I wanted like the whole empire. I wanted the comic strip. I wanted the movies. I wanted the cartoon. I wanted those plush stickies that you put against the, uh, the car windows. Yeah. That was like, obviously my ego was, was taking the wheel at that point, but that's what I wanted. That's what I thought I can do. And because I, I believe I had that fixed identity of be, just being an average guy, it wasn't long before I hit a wall and I had to make a, a lot of adjustments. And to this day, I mean, I never got there, which is fine because looking back, I think I would have regretted being stuck in a room at a drawing board every single day with nobody to communicate with. Yeah. So how, how important has it been for you though, to be able to adjust and kind of pivot because you know how we have these goals, right. And mm -hmm. sometimes along the way, we're so wrapped, we're so committed to the goal and we're so, what's the word? If that goal doesn't happen, it'll destroy us. And some people right. are better at and more flexible on the path than others. Yeah, we, we put so much stock in it. And I think an important, like one, to answer your question, I think it's really important to, to be able to pivot, but it's also important to be able to recognize when and how to pivot. Yeah. And what I mean by that is sometimes we don't even realize it, but we fail to ask ourselves why we want something. Because if we did, we might find out that it isn't really for us. It's because we want to impress our parents or because we want to, you know, get all the women or get all the guys or whatever it might be. There's, there are other motivations that are just stuck there, just, just on the cusp of awareness that a lot of times we push to the back of our heads because we're conditioned to think that we have to be rich, we have to be famous, we have to be something special. And sometimes I think we... Um, we sell ourselves short and we put ourselves in a direction that we don't necessarily need to go in or necessarily even want. How does somebody realize that? Well, 
<laughs> that's the hard part. Oftentimes, hopefully they realize it by making it and then getting that awareness of like, wow, this isn't as special as I thought it would be. But uh, another thing, I, the only way I would say it is like, hopefully they ask themselves questions and they're always looking within and always trying to grow as a person in their awareness because it's only going to come in its own time when you're searching and when you're willing to have an open up mind to just be open to the possibility that you might not be exactly right about every last thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's important to have the goal, the long-term goal, but be okay with maybe shifting the way you have been thinking about things. Cause as you learn, as you, you build relationships, different things come up and you have to be willing to be flexible with that to a Without certain degree. Doubt. Right. Yeah. And sometimes not getting the thing that you thought you wanted was actually a blessing. You know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's hard in the sense that <laughs> people might be listening. They, they ask like, well, how do I really know? And, and sometimes it's, it's not an easy answer. It's not an automatic, well, you just know. It, it, yeah. Everyone falls into differently. And, and some, people, some people, unfortunately, they never get there, which yeah. is the real sad part. But it's, it's always there waiting for you. It's always available to you to get a little bit more awareness. And through it, happiness. I, I would also say this. Whatever you're doing, when you're pushing as hard as you can, I think it's really important to make sure you're finding fun and enjoyment in your days because I wasted my whole 20s away just being a workaholic, just trying to make it. Like, I literally wasted my 20s. I barely dated. I barely got it. Like, I dated a little bit, but I barely, like, had any fun. A lot of my relationships withered away just because I was so focused. And looking back, I was so proud of myself for being this workaholic that was just going to grind and, like, stop at nothing. But it's like, that was, like, my physical peak also. That was the time when I want to skydive and when I want to play as much basketball as possible and, like, do all these things. Mm -hmm. And I missed out. I think it's really important wherever you're on your journey, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, Make sure you're having fun along the way because this pandemic is proving that you never know when a major shift is going to come and you want to be accustomed to keeping those things part of your day. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the entire, the holistic approach in all areas being balanced is key to becoming better at your profession. I think having the balance of playing sports, meditating, journaling, writing, doing all the things that our creative psyche craves and that is in our DNA, is, is, it just makes you a better, uh, whatever you are, an employee, an entrepreneur, a CEO. I think having that balance and having a little bit of, of everything just makes you a better all-around human, a better perspective right? I think too much of one thing throws everything off, mm. right? And, and that's the thing people think like it's more hustle is better. And I agree to that to a certain extent. Like I think a hustle's great. You know, I played a lot of sports growing up. I know that it's hard work, but just like when you're going to go really hard at the gym or just like you're going to go really hard, there's also a blessing in taking the relaxed time seriously. The, the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the days that you take off are actually when you, you build muscle and the times when you're grinding at whatever you're doing, when you have that laser focus in work or whatever you're doing, you only have that for so long. So then you got to refill the tank with whatever that is you do. You can do meditation, yoga, work, whatever that is for you to fill your cup so that you'll actually be better at the thing that you're trying to be great at. 
You know? I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think even hearing you say that, it occurs to me, it's almost like a strategy. Like, even if you don't like meditation because you're not comfortable being alone with your thoughts, strategically, you want to lean into that or anything, yeah. because that's where like a lot of your insights and even your brilliant ideas will come. Like for me, the best ideas I have come when I turn my brain off. And then I always have my phone with me because, oh, well, this is a brilliant, like even just like a headline or a subject heading for my email or a product idea. Those come to me when I'm disconnected and when I'm okay with just being alone with my thoughts versus trying to force something in the space. So there's a lot of uh, st brilliant strategy in taking yourself away from the grind certain parts of the day because that makes the grind more efficient when you go back into it. Yeah, you just become better. You become, yeah. you, you become more, you're just focused because developing our brain, there, it's such a, it, it's such a amazing tool that if you do these things, like if you take the time to read and you take the time to do your creativity, like kind of like the, the masculine and feminine balance, you'll actually be better at that, the craft that you're trying to do. And I've noticed that in my own life too. Like when I really need to get work done, the best thing that I can do first off is, is to make sure that I've programmed myself properly. And mm. that, that comes from journaling my thoughts out, sitting still and, and reading a little bit. Because if I don't do that before, let's say I need to focus, or especially before I put on my, turn on my phone, I just feel like my mind is just everywhere. And I, it, 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 that really kind of streamlines it. So I think people... I just think because of how we were raised and because of generations of like, we got to hustle to get it. We got to grind, 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 you know, to some degree that's true, but some degree, I don't think it's necessary to that right. extent. Without a doubt. And you know, I, I don't, I used to do like a lot of business consulting and I don't do it that much anymore just because of my new venture. But I think one of the most interesting exercises someone can do is they can try to watch TV from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, whatever, and analyze it. And if you come with it from like a critical mind, whether it's intentional or not, you can see programming in there. You can yeah. see something that is, is basically conditioning you to think in a certain way, to want a certain thing, to be a certain person. And it, it gave me an insight. I remember when I was a kid, like when a commercial was done, they would say, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. And I never oh. thought of programming in that sense. I'm like, oh my God, they just, they were like so out with it, even if they didn't realize they were being out with it. It's in there in music too. Like, Oh, that's a great point, man. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> that's all, that's exactly what is happening. Yes. And it's happening now and it's always happened. And it's even, it's in there in music too. Like I remember like the worst breakup I ever went through. <laughs> yeah. I would play these songs, like these people kind of like crying about how they're lost without her, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, this is feeding me. And like, I'm aware of it. I'm still miserable because I miss her. But like, what an insight, like to recognize that this music is pushing my buttons even deeper and harder. And like, I'm even more miserable because I'm being told to be miserable. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. all over. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we don't think that that, well, a lot of people don't think that that's, that there's an agenda. Like, oh, it's just there. It's just for entertainment. They care about us. So there's no programming happening. Right. Right. It's, well, see, see me, I, I'm of the, to be honest, I think there's an agenda, but I would also say this, if I'm wrong about that, it still leaves the possibility that they are inadvertently conditioning you to do something there might not even be any malice but that doesn't change the fact that you're still being conditioned by some in some way shape or form yeah 
Yeah, it's interesting. And there's so many theories going on right now about what's happening. And yeah. <laughs> you, can get, you? you can get carried away with it. You can. You can. And I could even spit out some theories that'll, that'll get your podcast banned, you know? Like, they're yeah. like, we can't talk about that right now. But it's, I think that's also part of the challenge is navigating so many ideas and so many possibilities whether you're wearing, you know, you view people as wearing a tinfoil hat or you're going in the complete opposite direction. There are so many ideas and, and competing opinions out there in so many different areas. It could become overwhelming if you're not practiced at having a true core sense of self. And yeah. I think the most important thing to practice is in the midst of all this to try to be as calm and confident and, and trusting in yourself as possible in the face mm -hmm. of it all, because that's how you weather the storm. Yeah, and I also think that freedom of speech is important. It's been taken away from us a little bit. You know, too much censorship is happening, and I don't, I don't like that. I mean, why is it, like, it just makes me think, like, well, why is that being taken away? Is it true? You know, I, I, I just, where we're at right now, I know there's a lot of theories, there's a lot of conspiracies, but I also encourage people to be curious, you know, challenge everything in life, mm -hmm. whatever you're told. I mean, this is our life. You got one shot. I mean, why would you you know, take anything that somebody says, like always explore what's, what else is out there, you know? Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, and like in politics, like if you're a hardcore Republican, you should be trying to find reasons why Democrats have good ideas and vice versa. If you're a hardcore Democrat, you want to look at Republican good ideas because you want to expose yourself to that. If you're too closed off, something might be happening under your nose and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be open to things. You have to be. You have to challenge your beliefs. The best thing you can do, Mark Manson said this actually, and it was, he had a really awesome quote on his Instagram about something. I forget the, the full nature of the quote, but to always, the best thing you can do is challenge your beliefs, to challenge yourself to think outside of what you think is right. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're, let's say the vegan versus meat eater, even whatever, like it's important for the meat eaters to, even though they don't believe it, they may, or the vegans, it's important to learn about that. It's important to really understand both sides because otherwise you become ignorant. You think that everything you think is right and the confirmation bias happens and you just keep believing that thing. And I, I, that really went off a, a little, a thing went off in my head because I, I do that. I sometimes will favor towards reading books or things that, confirm what I believe already, but I, I stir away from the things that may challenge that because of whatever reason. And I, mm. I was thinking, I was like, shit, that's a really good point because there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth in everybody's perspective, you know, right. certain perspectives anyways. And it's in, in, if you can get comfortable with, with challenging your own beliefs, then who knows what's going to come out of that, right? You may see yeah. things a lot differently. And the tough thing is, you know, based on my own research and my own beliefs, the thing about it is having an open mind, yeah. which is another way of saying not being intellectually lazy, actually goes against our survival mechanism. And what I mean by that is like right in front of me here, I have a water bottle, right? Every time I look at this water bottle, my brain is already processed that it's water. But what if every time I looked at that water bottle, it had to ask whether it's orange juice or soda or water or beer or something else? That's yeah. extra brain power. That's extra draining of resources. Everyone wants their confirmation biases because there's a safety in there because yeah. it helps them process their information and get on with their lives. So when people seem like they're irrationally 
uh, refusing to listen to you. In, an, in another level, they're rashly trying to look out for themselves, not realizing that it's worth the intellectual effort because that'll make them more prone for survival on a higher, more dynamic level. Uh, yeah, it's, but like, we don't realize that. I, I, I didn't even think about that at all. And sometimes it takes somebody to say something like that and then the light just goes off. So yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting when you challenge what you think is right and it, it make, almost makes you uncomfortable. Yes. This feeling of this isn't where we think. This isn't, this isn't how we do it. <laughs> and that, that, that comes out to like dealing with discomfort, you know? And yeah. that's the thing interesting about, you know, like I've never been in the military, but obviously I think it's really clear that they know how to deal with physical discomfort. But I think especially certain parts of the military are also trained to deal with the mental, emotional, and intellectual discomfort also because that's why they're trained to kind of snap into action and deal with horrible things because it's all related. Yeah. All comes together. Yeah, it does. It does. It's, uh, it's, it's really interesting. And I just, I, everybody is a teacher. I just keep learning and I just keep learning as I go. And the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> See now, ironically, Lance, that's that makes you one of the wisest people on the face of the earth. Just that acknowledgement. Yeah. Of, I don't know. That that's wisdom right there. That is wisdom. It's it's amazing because you know, even being able to do this podcast and connect with people like yourself, it's the conversations and the perspectives that you hear and the different I really love to listen to people's perspectives on things because they see life through this interesting lens that is different than yours. Yes. And if you can get curious with that and you can use everybody as a teacher like that in your life and relationships and you actually mm -hmm. go, huh, like just because I may be, or not just, I don't mean my, I, I'm just saying as in general, like if somebody's more successful on paper or whatever, you assume that they, their perspective is right and they know more, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's true. You know, right. because just because they've been successful in one area doesn't mean they're successful in all areas. Yeah. Sometimes I, like we discredit different opinions or different people's perspectives because of where they're at or what they've accomplished, but they may very well have something that has more value or more merit than the somebody that has success so to speak. Yeah. Also the thing that worked for them might not necessarily work for you for a number of reasons. Even if you, yeah. even if you uh, replicated it perfectly, but also going back to what you said about just like loving to talk to people. I think it's really cool because it actually gets exponential when you seek to surround yourself with people that are curious, especially entrepreneurs, because not only are you borrowing on their perspective, but they've also read so many other perspectives because they're curious and they don't even realize when they're um, basically sharing more insight and information that technically isn't theirs. It didn't come from them. It's coming through them from a book that they read or something like that. Like even the thing where I talked about like our, our regularly scheduled programming, I kind of think that's my insight, but I've read so much and so many different things for all I know, I got that from somebody else. And here I am sharing that today in another way in my own mm -hmm in my own version that's being, that's coming to you in a different way. And then you'll express it to somebody else in a more dynamic way after me. So but it's funny how that, that really clicks in anybody. Like how, what year were you born? 78. Okay. So I'm 83. Yeah. So we kind of the same, same sort of 
You're a little bit older than me, but same 80s and 90s, same sort of thing. The yeah. 80s sitcoms and that I, kind of thing. I remember Hulk Hogan with the headband. You remember him when he was much uh, more balder. <laughs> my, I, well, my brother, my brother was born in 76, so I grew up with all that stuff. Hulk oh, nice. I grew up. The 80s was a fun time. Yes. Like, I remember clearly, man, 87, 86. Like, I, I know I was young. I was like three or four, but I do remember all that. It was craziness, man, that WWF and – it's it's amazing how much impact that had on the youth, and that was actually that, and that's programming. Hulk Hogan, that was programming too, and that was actually a healthy programming for kids. Yeah, train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it, it, it's really interesting. And what's crazy though is when you think back about the programming is is you know the whole serial movement, that whole like you know showing these kids all this sugary cereal growing up and thinking, Oh, it's fun. It's just show. It's just like, it's just cereal. You know, you got lucky charms. You got the, you Tony, the tiger, he's our friend. So you can yeah. eat this stuff. And, and it's all shown during the times when kids are watching TV and I never realized it. I don't think anybody realized what was going on. And now you look right. back and you're like, that's craziness. Giving kids Absolutely. like this bowl of sugar Go to school, kid, have a big glass of orange juice, have a big bowl of sugar, and then go concentrate because your, your friendly mascot is telling you it's okay. It's crazy, man. It's crazy it programming. And my, my first sense that actually came in the 90s, and I, I have to explain this away because everyone's got pride. I've got pride too. I watched uh, Power Rangers for a couple of episodes, but not for the show. This is where my pride comes in. I was, um, again, I was following uh, the image founders and Todd McFarlane, who's a self-made millionaire. Yeah. And he started a toy company and the commercials were on during then. So I was studying and trying to like learn everything I could, even as a teenager, so I can become rich and famous and successful later. So I'd actually sit through these episodes and to me, they were so bad, but I can see how they were just programming kids to want to buy the toys and like, oh, here's the new colored power ranger now you must want him and I'm like oh my god they did that to me with gi joe with transformers with he-man the ninja, ninja turtles ninja turtles like you want to buy all this stuff and they make like they appear on one frame for 30 seconds of the whole cartoon you're like i want that action figure yeah. and i was like i saw it like I, it's like the neo when he sees the matrix i saw that watching power rangers when i wasn't even trying to watch power rangers i was waiting for the the spawn commercial yeah man it's just it's so amazing it's so amazing the way everything around us dictates our thoughts, which then it just, it dictates everything, our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, our results. Everything is dictated by that one first part where we're observing something and we're putting meaning into it. And it's so amazing. Yeah. It really is. It really is. And where we're at now, it's all, what's even more amazing was where we're at now is all a bunch of shaped events from different people that we met you know, the good, the bad, and it shapes who we are. And our lens is so unique than anybody else. You know, when how we look at life, even though we may very well see the same stuff, but the way we see it is different. Mm -hmm. That fascinates me. That's, yeah. That fascinates me in that nobody's is the same. Nobody, everybody's unique that way. It shapes your beliefs and how you look at things. Like, you know, there, there's specific topics, there's specific books, there's specific movies. Certain people will see that differently. Be like, oh, I fucking hated that movie. You're like, mm. really? I love that movie. Why do you hate it? Like, that's interesting to me. Why do you hate that book? Why do you love that book? 
and what like there's these things that have happened i could go off on big big rabbit holes in this stuff there's oh, interesting you. how you look at that thing is because of maybe there was a person along the way that gave you this weird this weird bad taste in your mouth that comes out in that thing yeah dude <laughs> i'll tell you something man like i uh you've seen that show the big bang theory yeah which yeah. Um, i i enjoy but there's one there's a character there um I don't enjoy enough to know all their names. So she's got like a squeaky voice yeah. and she reminds me of this horrible fucking person that I knew a few years ago. So every time I watch and I hear that, that squeaky voice, there is a physical reaction to me because my brain is accessing the horrible emotions that I felt around that other horrible person. And this actress has nothing to do with that. And the story and even her words, it's just the squeakiness of her voice, which I don't even think is really her voice. I think it's a performance, but it's so funny how, I have a physical reaction to that because it reminds me of this other really horrible person yeah. that had nothing to do with her. What was that show called again that you just said? The Big Bang Theory. It's okay. the one with the, the yeah, geek. I, I fucking hate that show. I don't know why. <laughs> like I, I, and same with How I Met Your Mother. I don't know right. what it is about those shows, but dude, when I see those things come on, something inside of me just gets fired up. Yeah. I'm like, I got to turn these off. But somebody likes them. And, yeah. and I'm like, it's like Seinfeld. Was, I love Seinfeld. And someone's like, I fucking hate that show. I'm like, how can you hate that show? Like, I used to get mad at people. Right. I'm like, how can you hate Seinfeld? But then I'm like, now I'm more curious. Like, what is it you don't like about it? You know, like, why don't you like it? Is it because it, like, some people don't see the message in there? They don't see what is actually, they see it as stupid, but they don't understand the layer of, of humor and the layer of yeah. smart they don't catch the nuance. There's nuance in there. Yeah. And they just don't catch it. Yeah. Yeah. And oh my God, how I met your mother, man. That's a whole, <laughs> I, I'll enjoy it, but I also, I see a lot of programming, whether intended or unintended. There's so much programming in that about being a desperate person. That's not complete unless you're with somebody. And I'm like, that's the most disempowering thing in the world. Like oh, if you want to find someone and fall in love with them, good for you. Just don't see yourself as incomplete. And that show is layered with the undefined, like, unrelenting message that without somebody you're nobody and just like come on and that's kind of the societal message that we get programmed as well yes and that's kind of uh, where else did i read this something about disney fucking up our programming because it gave us this false expectation of for women and men about you have to find your prince charming and this and that and you're you're, you're nobody without it dude boy and, meets world <laughs> dude that's that's like our society it, yeah. and, and our whole society is about, let me seek the external to fill the void inside me. Let, mm. me, let me find the person to make me whole. It's fucking bullshit, man. You got to be whole first so that you can, you, you, if you're whole, you will attract the right person. And I'm learning this in my own life. And I used to chase around trying to find that person to just give me what I don't need. If you are able to give yourself, you have that ability inside. If you can get that and be happy and own that, the right person will come to your vibration. I really believe that. Yeah. And we're just made to believe that you aren't complete. Like you complete me, you know, these notebooks. And even though a notebook, as cheesy it was, it was a good love story. I'll, I'll, I will admit that. It was a good movie. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> swallow my nothing pride. else for the memes, right? <laughs> I, 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 I did enjoy the movie. You know, when you're with somebody and you're watching it, it is a good movie, but Right. I don't like that feeling of like you need somebody to be whole. Although that's the goal. We want to have somebody to, you know, have somebody in our life as a partnership. I don't feel the need of like, we need this to be whole. I don't, right. I don't like that. 
And I, th- I feel like that's setting false expectations for people. And it puts them in a shitty state when they don't find that. And the really bad part is like, it's a perfect recipe for disaster in the sense that people will hold on and even get married in spite of those doubtful feelings. Cause like they can't get anyone else. And then when they're five, 10 years in their marriage, then they're like really miserable. They could have prevented all of that. And now they got to worry about making sure the kids are okay. It's like, there's so many things that can go wrong. You don't just say like, listen, let me complete myself first and let me bring that completed version into a relationship that's healthy. That's, that's again, it's, it's the box we're put in, in, in these expectations in school, mm-hmm. right? That all starts with, you need to be here. This is what, this is what the success box looks like. By this time, you got to have this education and this job and this house and this marriage and this kid. Otherwise, if you don't fit in that box, you're shunned as not being successful, but that's, that's how we were programmed. Right. And, and that's too young to tell people, especially now. That's why you see divorce rates. People get married in their early 20s. Dude, if I got married at 20, I feel so bad for my wife right now. <laughs> like, I feel so bad for my kids because, like, I've changed so much. And I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to marry myself. I wouldn't ask anybody in the whole fucking world to marry me at that age. <laughs> like, but that's the thing. It's like, we got to give ourselves that time and, and, and be okay because there may be that, that situation that at 20, Hey, maybe, maybe you're more mature. Maybe there's something you're different and that works for you, but most it's going to be different. And I think that the flexibility of these rules of society need to be just, all of them need to be broken and be like, whatever time, whatever you need to do to fill your, your tank, your cup, travel, meet people, do it because it's going to mean you're going to be happier and if you have kids with the right person, your kids will be happier and you're doing the world more service waiting yes. if you need to wait. Don't just do it because this is what I notice a lot too, you know, being 36, a lot of people even now will just get married right away because they met somebody and it's because it's like, well, I'm, I'm old now, so I just got to get married. It's like, well, no, just, mm-hmm. because, just because you're at that age and you met somebody doesn't mean you just get married. You wouldn't have done that when you were younger. Like you right. got to give it time that it needs. No right. one takes a nine to five saying, well, I'm going to keep this nine to five for the rest of my life because I have to now. Yeah. But it's like, it's a lifelong commitment. Yeah, man. Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely on the same page, my friend. And it's just, it's amazing. I think that people, they know like whether they're doing it from a sense of abundance or a sense of scarcity, whether they're really happy and it's really the right move or whether they're just like making a desperate move just to, just to solve the problem of their parents pressuring them or whatever else might be going on. But the thing is, nobody has that self-awareness at that age to even know what scarcity and abundance is, to even know that what they're doing, it's because they're listening to their parents and their parents' conditioning and their parents' conditioning. Mm, it was all based point. out of fear, right? Yeah. And I feel like nobody even knows that, that feeling inside that's telling you, hey, this isn't the right thing. It's like, well, no, just because mom and dad did it, so it's the right thing. And it's like, well, no, that doesn't mean they're right but they're just teaching you what, what they taught. Like it's, so yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And, and um, just having this conversation, just getting my like wheels turning and just how crazy it is to expect somebody to find that at such a young age, man. It's um, yeah, man. It's adversity Dude, in itself. We, we live in a world that is simultaneously sane and insane in so many different ways that people would not perceive and I'll never forget a couple of years ago, I was just listening to this guy and he was talking about 
like the thing, the ridiculous things men do and the ridiculous things women do, just trying to like, kind of like set the pace or set the tone of like, do we even see ourselves? And he's like, think about it. Women are walking around with shoes with sticks on the end, on the end of their heels. And he's like, what's the actual utility in that? And it just it makes you think, I mean, there's a fashion to it and it, it seems so normal because we've been surrounded by it. But imagine that like high heels have never come out and a woman's 50 years old and someone gives them a shoe, like here's something with a stick on the end of it, walk in this. They'd yeah. be like, you're out of your mind, dude. You're out of your mind. That's and so true. <laughs> and there's stuff like the, this that's all around us. Like there's so many things like that, that we just, that I couldn't even tell you because I don't even notice, but there's so many things around us that are insane on so many levels, but they were a solution or there was a reason behind them at some point and it just exploded. It really exploded. Well, even the, the thought of drinking alcohol is just insanity. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> it's poison all week. I work, drink work hard all week. And then what you're going to do is you're going to drink some poison, go into the dark and dance around and funny and do funny things. And connect, <laughs> like, like it's so crazy yet. You're not rewarding yourself. You're actually poisoning yourself at the core, which mm-hmm. is, we, we all do it, but isn't it just fucking crazy? It's, it's unreal. Like we and should be rewarding that, ourselves with a green smoothie at the end of the week. Like, good job, buddy. You got through the week. Here, here's some nourishment for you. Here's nourishment. Here's a massage. It's even crazier nowadays because like, I'm so grateful that I grew up when I did because all the stupid shit that I did wasn't caught on a cell phone. Like any oh. stupid things you do right now, there's, there's a cell phone like on your face turning. You even know that the camera's rolling 24 seven. I am so glad like my 21st birthday, which was, was batshit crazy. Like there's photos of like me being stupid, but like it could have been so much worse this day and age. It really could have been. I, I think every single person that graduated before 2005 is probably probably, I mean, I graduated 2001 and I didn't have a cell phone until I was 19, 20. And thank God, man. Like, <laughs> and camera phones, like that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's nobody's business, you know, right. like, Nobody needs to know everybody's business, you know, like it's stupid. We all do stupid shit when we're young, you know, and I, these kids now they make mistakes and then it's everywhere. It's like, it's nonsense. I mm-hmm. think it's nonsense. I think, I think people just get carried away with that. And, um, yeah, I'm super glad that that didn't happen because I was so young and lost and doing stupid shit. And that's part of being a teenager. And I don't think kids should be, you know, I, I don't, I, I just think having that, the excessive amount of social media and cameras and all that is just, it's, it's terrible, man. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is no one ever explicitly tells you that when you're signing up for social media, you're dealing in social currency yeah. and that takes so many layers. And it's yeah. just like, you can really make yourself look really bad or really good through social media. And if you don't know what you're doing and you're not intentional about it, it's always going to bite you in the ass. Well, dude, talk us to talk us about your podcast, man. I want to tell us about that. Give our listeners a little bit of insight. Yeah, well, let me let me say this. I mean this in in all earnestness. I'm excited because I'm going to be having you on as a guest, and that's actually like this is our first like real conversation, and I can tell that you really are a deep thinker, and that's kind of like what I pride myself on the podcast. It's called Shatter the Mold. Yeah, and at first I was going to call it Break the Mold, and I Google Break the Mold, and there's already a podcast. So I'm like, okay let me ramp it up a notch and I'll call it shattered a mold and great name. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's mostly for entrepreneurs, but it's really for anyone that wants to level up their life by looking at counterintuitive, not fitting into the regular mold types of viewpoints, 
on whether it's health or whether it's business or whatever. Like I've been focusing a lot on business lately, but basically it's just a podcast for people that don't want to just automatically ascribe to groupthink and want to see different perspectives that they could hopefully use their own advantage so that they can take those lessons into their own life. And, awesome. And um, when I first did it, um, I had a book out. It was called, It Doesn't Matter What You're Selling. And I'm like, well, this is a marketing book. And here's where I tell people like, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that's nice. But let me actually put it into practice. So yeah. I put out in November, a completely different book that has nothing to do with sales and marketing, but I use my sales and marketing experience to get it out into the public awareness. And that was just based on the law of attraction. It's called the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. So yeah. this podcast is now this really fun, weird amalgam that I'm not forcing it into a box where I'm still having awesome guests like you, but I'm also using what I know about sales and marketing to tell people more about that book that has nothing to do with the podcast. It really is fun and exciting. Well, yeah, I mean, that's interesting too, because the law of attraction is a very interesting topic. A lot of people get yes. it wrong though, but I can see how your podcast can tie into that though. I mean, oh yeah, happen. absolutely. I mean, depending on that direction, the interesting thing about the law of attraction is it's a very polarizing idea. And I, I always like to tell people that don't believe in it. The real thing about it is there's a science to your brain of focusing in a certain way hmm. that you're sub, even if you don't believe in the universe, you don't believe in any of that stuff, believe in the power of your subconscious mind, putting pieces together where if you're really focusing on a certain result, what you're really doing is feeding instructions to your subconscious mind that will do the math for you on a level that you could never imagine. And that's why you have those brilliant ideas about a book you can write or a move you can make in your business, or you're just inspired to do something in a certain way. If people are programming, and again, we we're talking about programming, like even with all the stuff we're surrounded by in a, in a bad way throughout this whole interview, it's the same thing with feeding yourself good, healthy ideas. Your brain is gonna get the message and it's going to manifest and come out in your tonality and how you carry yourself and how you interact with people. Yeah, totally, man. And I, I think a lot of people think law of attraction is the secret. See, although all of that stuff was very useful and it's great and it's, it's great programming and it's great, you know, it's a great way to get the wheels turning. I just mm -hmm. think that some people were left thinking that all they had to do was just think about something and it would come. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and that's not really the idea, right? Like you want to think about it, but the whole idea, this is my perspective and this is how I made sense out of it. You mm -hmm. have to get laser clear, laser focused. Your intention has to be clear on the thing and you want to think about it. You want to visualize it, but then you got to know the steps what does that, to the person that's going to have that thing, what are they doing? And mm -hmm. you have to do the things that align with the thing that you want. If you do that thing consistently over time with laser focus of intention, you will get the thing eventually. And Joe Dispenza talks about this too. You know, Bruce mm. Lipton, there's a lot of, that's where people think that it's just like, oh, let me think of a red car and it's going to come or a check's going to come. It's like, no, but you know, have the goal of that thing, but like, what is it going to take to get to that thing? And right. consistently doing those things over time with laser focus will eventually bring the thing to you. I mean, that's, that's what I make out of it. What are your thoughts on all of it? We're, we are very similar based on what you're telling me. Like for me, it's first of all, consistency is such a big thing, not only in the action you take, but in doing the methods, whether it's a visualization exercise or you're scripting things or, or thinking gratitude, 
Um, but I think action is an essential part in you need to be willing to take action because some of it you'll know right up front and some of it you'll discover later on. But no matter what, even if the universe handed you something on a silver platter, you still got to take action to do it. You still got to sign the lease for that car. You still got to put out the money and you still got to earn the money. So I think it's really important to use law of attraction exercises to keep your focus in a really healthy way while simultaneously taking action, but more importantly, always being willing to take more and more action because a lot of that's going to be inspired action that feels good to you because it's in resonance and in line with what you want to accomplish. Mm. Yeah, that it's that vibration. Like we are a vibration. We are yeah. right. And, and you have to, even Abraham Hicks talks about this. You have to become that vibration by feeling good and getting to that level of frequency and this is, this is like Joe Dispenza talks about this stuff too. It's like there's certain things that give you that high frequency vibration. Yes. And that is where you want to stay. You know, and even Tony Robbins talks about your state. How do you get to a high state? That's just vibration. It's another word. It's like, well, what gets you to that state the best? You know, if you're going to be doing a speech, if you're going to be doing powerful stuff that you want to connect with people, you want to get to the highest state, the highest vibe possible so that you can get you can you you can allow yourself to kind of to connect pe with people at a different frequency right and yes. it's like when you're learning as well you want to be at a high level of vibration because you'll obtain more than if you're sitting and slouching and half asleep right that's why it's important to have that energy and i think a lot of people don't realize that but like to get to become successful like it takes intention to get your state and your energy at a level that you're going to vibrate at so that you can potentially bring that thing closer. And I think mm -hmm. that's how some people have success faster than others. And it may appear that they've just attracted it. It's because they've sat, they've got themselves into that, that frequency so frequently, so fast and so often that that thing actually becomes success faster than somebody that's been trying for a while, but haven't been able to get to that level. Right. And, you know, and that fascinates me. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a really interesting thing where people have to realize that there is a journey and yeah. the trick of it is in learning how to enjoy the journey. Because yeah. like you said, it makes the journey faster, but it also makes it worth it. Like, I don't care how much you sit there thinking about something, there's a journey involved. It could be a one day journey or a one decade journey, but there's a journey, learn to enjoy it, which goes back to always finding things about your day that you can enjoy. Mm -hmm. And why like even like the ex exercises that I teach in my book, I want them to be exercises that you actually have fun doing because it's got to be a choice and not a chore. I think a lot of people quote unquote quit on the law of attraction because they are trying to force things to happen through med through like meditations and exercises. They don't even like they're bored. They're frustrated. They can't yeah. sit still. And if you're not going to have fun with something, of course you're not going to do it. Of course you're not going to stick with it. Of course you're not going to get a good result. So mm -hmm. it's all about in finding a way to enjoy the journey and have fun. Yeah. That's what makes things really happen. Well, like we were talking about earlier about um, sometimes the hustle too hard is actually turning off the tap. <laughs> sometimes yes. the releasing and letting go. And I've talked about this so many times as well. And in my own life, really gripping something tight and thinking that that aggression and that thing is going to bring what you want closer, but it's actually doing the opposite. Mm. You want to work hard, but then you want to release it. That's why when they say when you want to focus on something, you want to laser focus and you just want to forget about it. And sometimes like, you know, although you're going to do the work, 
you don't want to always be like stressed about the thing, working at it and sweating. And it's like you're, you're, you're almost turning off the tap. Yeah. Because like when you're worried about something, it affects you in certain ways. Yeah. It really does. It's like I, I did, um, we were talking about like, you know, how we're dealing with this pandemic. And I was talking about how I adjusted things. One of the things I did was I held a free training based on readers of, of the Law of Attraction book to kind of help them get their mind right and get a better perspective. And I worked so hard on it. And I really just, because I wanted to get people out of their funk and I wanted to get people really inspired. And I got myself so uptight about it that like, like my throat got dry and I was coughing a little bit. Like it was, it was kind of like a rough presentation. It was not the most polished thing in the world. And a couple of people like emailed me like later, like, dude, that was the best presentation ever. By the way, are you sick? I heard you coughing and stuff. Like it's just because I closed myself up so much and I want to do such a good job that I got a negative result out of pushing too hard where I should have just relaxed and presented the content that I already knew was good for them. You know, what's cool about that is that you can never say the wrong thing to the right person and you can mm. never say the right thing to the wrong person. So that's so crazy too, because sometimes you'll see you, in our minds, we're like, Oh, I really fucked that up. I didn't say it right. Or I didn't do it. And then somebody's like, Hey, I really love that. And you're like, what really? Like, just like you said, <laughs> And it, it, it's, it's mind blowing because it's, it's like that in, in people too, in relationships. Yes. Sometimes you just say things, you like, they just get you and you're like, really? And it's, it's a great feeling, you know, because no matter when you can just be yourself and say what you want to say, there's always going to be somebody that resonates with that. And in that case specifically, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's like. That's where people have those realizations like, wow, I, I t- feel totally different about this person because they understand me on that level. Yeah. There's a new level of familiarity that's like automatic from that yeah. point on. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And there's also those people that no matter how you say it, no matter how healthy you felt, no matter what you did, they are just not going to either pick up the message or connect with you. And that's okay. That's okay. I don't yep. think nobody loves everybody. You know, you can't be, you, you can't connect with everybody. And even though that's the thing too, is like, even with interviews I've done, I've thought, wow, I nailed that one. I, I really nailed it. And then some people are like, you know, I didn't really like that interview. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, I was on fire. What are you and talking about? Ones where I'm like, man, that really sucked. And then I'm like, people, that was a great interview. Thank you. I was like, really? Like, wow. That's <laughs> like, oh, crazy. Like, <laughs> It's, it's interesting. Well, also I think part of it's like, it's, I, I don't think it'll sound silly to you. It might sound silly to some, but just who you are is you exude that in, in the way you speak. And sometimes even if people don't even like what you said, they feel either nervous around you or comforted around you based on that. Like me, like I'm, I'm enjoying our conversation in the sense that I think there's a lot of insight and a lot of wisdom I'm hearing from you, but also I'm getting a really cool Zen vibe around you. Like, Oh, this is definitely a dude where if like if you were in the same location, I would definitely go out for beers with this guy yeah. just cause like you're relaxed and chill versus other people where like, I just felt they've, even when they've been like really nice, they've just been high strung and you can tell yeah. that there's something bothering them when that's exuded all the words that are going in combination with that suddenly are, have a different texture to them, whether yeah. they're positive or negative. Yeah. And you get, you get in tune, the more conversations you have with people and the, the more you kind of get in tune with your, yourself, yeah. people become a mirror of, of what you're doing. And it's really fascinating. And it's, yeah, you just become more self-aware and you start to like, I see things in people that, I'll either 
go, well, I don't want to do that. Or I'm like, wow, I want to do that. Like there's, there's just certain things and they all become teachers. Mm. And, right. And um, it's fascinating. And I just love the idea of being a student of life and just knowing that we're not, we're never getting comfortable and accepting that we're never going to have all the answers ever, ever. We're never going to have the answers and that's all right. That's why we're here. <laughs> why would we want to have it all figured out right now? Say like you can have everything. You can make a billion dollars right now and you're, you're, that's it. You're still, you're still going to want to do stuff. Like, of course, having more money gives you more resources to help more people, whatever. But I think being able, even though we want things to be really smooth, that journey and going through the adversities and the challenges are, are the stuff that's going to give us the conversations later. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. We're going to want to talk about those, those things. And it's like, like you said, no matter how old you get, I I guarantee you, man, if when I'm 90 years old, I'll I'll go back and watch fight club and I'll see something that I never saw in the movie before. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe I missed that for 90 years or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the truth. Yeah. Not the truth. It's unreal. Well, dude, where can we check you out, man? Uh, time flies. And I'm going to be on your show today too, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> yeah. And so where, do, where you want to check out when you want to hear uh, Lance's interview, uh, when we get that up, it's that website is shatterthemoldpodcast.com. And if anyone's interested in the Law of Attraction book, um, you could go to lastlawofattractionbook.com, which will just auto-direct you to Amazon's book listing. So you can just check out the reviews and check out the preview. But uh, shadowdomopodcast.com is like the central hub for people to check everything out about me. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I listened to your episode with uh, Zach Babcock. He's got uh, quite the story. <laughs> that dude, oh my God. I can, I can tell, talk for, that dude's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say. He yeah. is, he's a legend. Yeah. Yeah, we, we jammed. I was on his, he was on mine. Yeah, man. Um, we'll have everything in the show notes. We'll check it out uh, for everybody to check out your book, check out your podcast. Dude, it was really good. Time flies as always when we're having fun. Great conversation, man. I really, really appreciate it. Lance, this is my honor and I'd be disappointed, but I know I get another hour with you. So I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now we're just going to, uh, I got to recharge and then uh, we'll be back in a bit, man. So um, yeah, I appreciate you, dude. And we'll, uh, we'll chat soon. Looking forward to it. Uh, thanks for putting me in front of your audience. I uh, love, love sharing my ideas. And I, based on your episodes, I know you've got a great audience. So I'm, I'm really happy to be here. So thanks so much. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, everybody. Make sure to check out Andrew. All his information is in the show notes. Smash that subscribe button. It's for free. And most importantly, stay safe. We love you guys. Share this with a friend. Have an amazing day.